0: Today, we're going to answer some age-old questions. What color is an orange? Can a root beer float? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Welcome to the St. Connard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm um, your host, Mike Russo, and with me tonight is my usual co-host, Stan Lunn. Hi, Stan.
1: Howdy, Mike.
0: How's it going, buddy?
1: Pretty good. You know, not much has changed since the last time. Still uh, grooving on Super Duck Tales. Awesome, awesome. And we
0: promised a special guest host a few episodes ago, and we got her. Welcome back to the show, uh, Tiffany Silverbraun.
2: I'm back.
0: <laughs> we missed you.
2: <laughs> oh, I missed you guys, too. How have you been? Pretty good. Um, I actually have been going through my old storage unit and finding a lot of cool old Disney afternoon darkwing duck sort of things and ducktails that's been really fun
0: Anything super notable
2: <laughs> Um I mean I knew everything that I had it's just really nice to like have it with me again like nice. all the you know the board game, the giant size Darkwing Playmates figure, the um, lunch box with the thermos, and some stickers, like some of those puffy stickers. I don't know if anyone's ever seen those. I have. <laughs> very old. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really make them like that anymore. <laughs> nope. um. Yeah, so that's been cool. And I guess all my Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, too, from 93 also.
0: Oh, cool. You have all the really old
1: stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's literally, it's a storage unit that, like, I guess I've never explained it to you when saying the word storage, but it's been there since 95.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's like cold storage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have a storage unit, but... hasn't been active for 30 years that's that's crazy that's like your childhood coming back to you isn't it
2: yeah it's been pretty amazing and you know also like some tapes here i mean i'll try to say this as quick as possible i don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie um the water babies it's like a british Mm -hmm. animation movie no but i think i've heard of it I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. And then when I tried to buy it back as an adult, it was like a different version of the movie. And I've been spending like years and years and years trying to watch, find the version that I watched as a kid and I couldn't find it. And now I got the tape back and it's like, I'm like, is this the only version that exists? Cause I've scoured the internet for it.
0: <laughs> so is it called, it was, it made in 1978 a live action animated family film.
2: Yep. Oh, all
0: yeah. right. Wikipedia helps me again. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's You can barely even find anyone that mentions that. I found like two people that were like, I thought that they said some of these lines differently, like when I was a kid.
0: <laughs> I have never heard of this, and you think I would have? <laughs> James, it's M- well, it's British. British. It's got James Mason yeah. in it, so yeah, there you yep. go. Um, um, Samuel Goldwyn, the U.S. was released. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Twenty
2: thousand leagues under the sea, fame. <laughs> mm. All right. So,
0: um glad to have you back. I'm glad you've been well. Holidays good?
2: Yep, very good. Very fun. Nice family time.
0: <laughs> well, I wish we could just sit here and just chit-chat for hours, but unfortunately, we have some stuff to talk about. We have an episode to review. Um I guess we'll start with the uh, this, you know, this sobering news. Uh, we lost another voice actor who was associated with the Disney Afternoon, um, Stan, who passed away a few days ago.
1: Uh, I don't remember his name.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry to put you on a spot. Uh, it was <laughs> like Earl I Bo- could tell you his. Case. Sorry. Well, how about this? It was Earl Bowen. Before we talk about who he voiced, tell us what he's most famous for, Stan.
1: He's most famous for playing Dr. Silberman on the uh, Terminator movies, particularly Terminator 2 and 3.
0: Yeah, that's the. those are the movies I heard keep coming up when his death was reported. But for Disney Afternoon fans, a very special group of Disney Afternoon fans, it's not going to be everybody, um, he was the voice of Chief Knifke on Bonkers who I think was a really funny character, but like most people, you know, they hate him. They hate the show. They hate the character. So that's fine. But I enjoyed him. Voice. <laughs> I think it was a great voice and a really funny characterization. Like, this guy could really do funny. I think he brought a lot to the show. Um, so regardless of what you think about the show, um, rest in peace to Earl Bowen. I mean, I can't believe we lost another one so soon after Susan Tulsky um the the list is growing and it's it's not doesn't feel good does it no No. (laughs) and it also makes us realize as the 90s babies we are how old we're getting and that's scary (laughs) (laughs) totally (laughs) um yeah so again rest in peace or oboam um while we've got you tiffany um, I'm itching to know your opinion on what we've seen of the Dynamite Darkwing comics so far.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm I not really a fan of the artwork I've seen so far, but, I mean, it's so early. I guess I'm still holding out hope, and we'll see how it turns out, I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, can you judge a book by its cover in this case? I mean, is it possible <laughs> that we could? But uh,
2: I mean... There's been also some comic books that I absolutely love that have not that great of art, also. So, yeah, but it's not the, everything.
0: Some of these <laughs> covers are really, really unappealing, though.
2: Yeah, I'm not really a fan.
0: <laughs> I mean, even the interior art, really a lot hard of it for looks.
2: Me. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, it's I was fine. I going to say it's. I, stuff like that because i'm an artist so i don't want to like
0: rag <laughs> anybody i feel
2: like they're listening i don't want to make anyone feel bad
0: i know i know <laughs> i mean a lot of the interior art kind of has a very cut and paste look about it we're just keeping our fingers yeah. crossed that the stories themselves are good and we can hear the voices of the characters and the things they say um which even exactly. boom couldn't quite get right remember so yeah Coming off Joe Books is a very high bar. So I guess we've got to wait and see. Only it's, I think by the time this one drops, I think the comic should be on its way out. Uh, Stan, when
1: when does it drop? I believe January 24th. All right, so this one actually. somewhere around there. Okay. Well, this episode
0: drops the 23rd. So that means if the comic does drop the 24th, guys rush out tomorrow and please pick it up. We'll be doing the same. And you can you can expect some sort of short episode or some sort of review from us about it pretty soon after it comes out. Before we get into today's episode, which is the final part of Super Ducktales: Money to Burn, we have a little bit of information about Megabyte Megabyte Beagle, courtesy of Stan. Uh, What did you want to add to the information about him?
1: So, doing some Google searching for the character of the week. I found out what his inmate number means. It is the sixth root of 716 to the sixth power. Oh,
0: okay. Well, then it actually meant something. I thought it was just a bunch of gibberish because I thought kids wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't notice, wouldn't care, you know? Um, yeah. Wow, they did their homework. They did their math, literally. Yep. I thought only Futurama did that. Um, Thanks, Stan, because I had no idea that actually meant something. So I appreciate that new little bit of information, for me at least. No problem. All right. So let's get into this episode. Um, Tiffany, first of all, what is your history with Super DuckTales?
2: Um, I remember seeing this when I was a kid, when it aired. I remember seeing the commercials for it and being ultra hyped. I was like a big DuckTales fan. I was, you know, a huge fan of the comic books and the show when I was little. And it just seemed like something like whole, like this new whole aspect of it. Whereas like most of the show, like, I don't know, adding a new main character, I felt like most of the show was very similar to the comic books.
0: Right, right oh, well, this took DuckTales in a completely different direction, didn't it? Um, Yeah. And, you know, the previous previous fall, Time is Money aired in syndication with, like, no fanfare. It just kind of showed up, and it kind of came and went quickly. But this had a huge buildup on NBC. Like, you said you remember the commercials, and so do I. Uh Uh-huh. I had mentioned to Stan in one of the commercials, they show him fighting the gicu too, which immediately captivated me.
2: <laughs> they
0: yeah. showed his mother. They showed him in the gizmo suit. And it felt like DuckTales had taken another step in a new direction. And yep, it absolutely. Definitely. And it absolutely did. Now, you specifically asked early on, as soon as you found out we were doing these, to be on part five. Why part five?
2: This is, I think, my favorite episode of DuckTales, the whole series. I love this episode so much.
0: <laughs> Do you want to hang on to your overall thoughts until we rate the whole thing?
2: Um, sure.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I have my own opinion about this episode and how it fits into the rest of the story arc. I know Stan does too. We have voiced that briefly. I think we should hold off on all of that until we're yep. done. So,
2: okay. got a lot of things to say.
0: <laughs> okay. So, in, if that's the case, I will let you start us off. How does Money to Burn begin?
2: Um, so, it starts off with like all the. You know, the money in the last episode, the money bin gets thrown into the ocean, and then you see all these ships in the harbor like getting ready to like try to find the money bin in the ocean.
0: (laughs) There's a woman voiced by Joan Gerber, I believe, who goes, Out of my way, you idiot. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And um Scrooge and um launchpad. All right, no, Scrooge and all three of them, yeah, all of them they use the uh Comquack space satellite to try to find where the um, the money bin is in the ocean and right. um, take a little submarine down there
0: i I love before they set sail. Gizmodoc starts to like really he speech. he gives a speech. He's like, we'll search every nook and cranny. We'll leave no seashell unturned And the launch pad <laughs> who's always very matter of fact. Goes, will you park it inside so we can get going? (laughs) (laughs) So, up front, this is promising us a lot of Launchpad, who I didn't really realize until I really paid attention. He gets a lot of dialogue in the first act. Like, he's super important to what's going on in the first act and the second and the third act, which is funny considering he's barely in this thing, the whole story arc. Yeah. Yeah. And he's about to get completely written out of the show for the most part, um, in favor Aww. of Gizmo. I know, but it's not like he didn't appear in another show entirely in a couple of years.
1: <laughs> you know, but yeah, um, Scrooge, uh, Scrooge, Launchpad, and Gizmo, Duck aren't the only ones looking for the money bin, are they?
0: No. Uh, why is that, Stan?
1: Because the Beagle Boys have commandeered a boat to try and find the money bin themselves. Since, is as it, the Grizzled Pelican said last time, finders keepers. Isn't Ma Beagle holding
0: the um, the pilot of the, uh, the boat by uh, gunpoint? Yep. <laughs> what this show got away with, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this show is gun crazy. From one of the earliest episodes all the way to the very last one, there's a lot of gunplay. Um, different times, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. So we're underwater and Launchpad piloting the submarine, of course, and Gizmodoc is hooked up to the satellite system. And do they find the money bin?
1: Eventually, they after they find a ship.
0: Yeah, yeah. Scrooge is like, <laughs> well, you're supposed to find precious metal, not rusty metal. Rusty metal. <laughs> um,. So they do find something, and they head off in that direction. But then we cut to, of all places, outer space. Tiffany, what do we see?
2: (laughs) We see a giant um, Imperial Destroyer-looking spaceship, and you hear robot voices, which I think is Frank Wilker and um, uh, Hamilton Camp. Um,
0: That sounds about right.
2: Yeah, and... They refer to each other as numbers. Stan, do you happen to know are those numbers references to anything?
1: <laughs> I don't know if they're references, but I have the numbers written down. 32751 and 43618.
0: The other one yep. goes 10443618. Yeah. It sounds like a phone number. Does anybody want to dial yeah. that?
2: <laughs> I looked up the, up the zip codes and I think it's like Florida and Ohio.
0: <laughs> oh, Okay. But, um, <laughs> to say that the, our story arc is going to take a huge detour, I believe, would be an understatement, and you guys would agree
1: with that, right? This is the Jump the Shark episode for DuckTales. Yeah, We all like it,
0: right? But yeah. let's, and- let's call a spade a spade. Right? <laughs> uh, the episode is going to go into some really far-off places and drop its conflict entirely. Um... So, back on Earth, they find the money bin. And everything's okay, we can all go home, right? Right?
2: Yeah. Nope.
0: Nope. Oh, why nope?
2: Because <laughs> the spaceship comes, and they have a, a, they part the ocean, and Scrooge says, Holy Cecil B. mill. That's a joke. man
0: <laughs> That's the man. joke. <laughs>
2: And um, they take the money bin And the beagles like fall to the bottom of the ocean And it's taken right out from under them
0: Yep, so the beagles are out of the story now They are done um, <laughs> Sorry, Beagle Boys. Well,
1: and until the end, they do until show the end. Yeah.
0: But this used to be a story about trying to get a birthday present for Ma Beagle. That was like from the very first scene <laughs> of the very first episode. Now it's not. Now we're going into outer space, folks. Strap in. Um. So what happens in our next scene, Stan? So
1: they. We cut back to Launchpad's place. We have a gold-colored spaceship, the USS Jumpstar, which is the first rocket with a clutch.
0: Hard to fly, hard to fly, but easy on the pocketbook.
1: <laughs> yep, gets thirty-five light years to the gallon, and it's the only thing LP could find. Yes, it's like
2: the this is the beginning of the crazy physics in this episode.
0: <laughs> this episode doesn't even try to honor real <laughs> physics at all. Uh, the, the nephews are there with their, and they're not. They don't do anything. They're just standing there, and they're just useless. And this is definitely Tiffany. You mentioned it. A very adult-centered story. The whole story arc really is. Um, but that's yeah. okay. I don't, it doesn't bother me. So they take off. It takes a bit to get them in the air, and Scrooge and Gizmoduck are shouting orders at Launchpad, and Launchpad goes, "Sheesh." Backseat astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Gizmoduck says, By the way, Launchpad, where are we going? And Launchpad goes, I'm only the pilot. You expect me to know everything? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tiffany, how do they how do they find out where they're going? How do they get to where they need to go?
2: So all of a sudden they start seeing coins hitting the side of the spaceship. And Scrooge says that the money been sprung a leak and he opens the window of the spaceship. I call no out. way. The only thing I'll say about it, physics-wise, is at least they're all wearing spacesuits with their helmets on. So maybe for now. it's just <laughs>
1: Yeah, for
0: now. I mean everybody should have been sucked out of that <laughs> spaceship when he opened that window. Yeah, yeah. explosive decompression. And how many coins has yep. the money been losing? Like, I should, know. <laughs> like he he should be more worried about that.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like sprung a leak. That's not good. Um. So they land on a planet. <laughs> Stan, can you describe what this planet looks like? Cause it, you know, it boggles the mind.
1: It kind of looks a little bit like Saturn, if Saturn was made out of nuts and bolts.
0: Like there are bolts and screws and all sorts of things just floating around on this planet.
2: I would say that the backgrounds of this and also the backgrounds when they're on the planet look a lot like um, Duck Dodgers.
0: (laughs) They absolutely, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Maurice Noble was a uh, reference point for them.
2: Definitely. But
0: but there's also a bit of a Metropolis feel to this, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So they get on the, the planet, they discover it's entirely inhabited by robots. And again, I get a huge Futurama vibe from this one. Yep. Um, Fear of a
2: bot
0: planet. <laughs> Fear of a bot planet. Yeah. It's a lot of the story is very similar, actually, when you get down to it. Yeah. Um, who do they see on a big monitor stand?
1: The master electronic leader, better known as Mel.
0: Anybody have any guesses who voiced him?
1: I know. <laughs> obviously Frank.
0: <laughs> That's why Frank I asked. Welcher. I knew somebody knew. <laughs> who was it, Sam? Was it Frank?
2: Yeah. Frank, Frank Welker. Yep. He's and, like pretty obviously Frank Welker.
0: And he's like doing this stutter because obviously this guy's got a bit of a screw loose.
2: He's like Max yeah. Headroom.
0: Yeah, he is a little bit like Max. You know what? I never put together Max Headroom because the design isn't the same. But the whole yeah. thing about the stuttering is very much Max Hedrum. You are right. I see it. And he mentions there are inferior beings on the planet and they must be destroyed. He goes, that is all. Have a nice d- 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 day before he <laughs> logs off. So who has to go do some recognizance work,
1: Tiffany? Yes, Maldada. Oh, sorry. You're not <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs>
2: yes. Scrooge says that Gizmoduck looks like a robot. So um, he goes to scout out and he um, he says he's going to get a little user friendly with the natives Ooh. and then he immediately checks out a robot girl, which is kind of weird <laughs> and asks her a question about um, looking for the the bin. And she says, is it metal? And he says, yes, some of it. And she says they melt it down.
0: And I love the bit where he goes to like politely remove his quote unquote hat, but he pulls off yeah. his entire helmet. Yeah. And just for a brief moment, you see his face. He's like, whoops, and plops it back on. <laughs> so I know Tiffany would appreciate this. It reminds me of the first Justice Ducks episode where he sees Morgana for the first time, lifts his visor, and goes, hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he comes back to Launchpad and Scrooge with arms full of um, just robot parts. He says, here are some disguises and a lead to your money bin. Uh, Scrooge says, what are we waiting for? And Stan, what does Launchpad say?
1: (laughs) I can't get into this cold, hard underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Launchpad's
0: got some great lines. So you see the three of them walking down a little platform. They are wearing their little robot getups. We don't see that very, you see it very briefly. And then Tiffany, yeah. what does Scrooge see?
2: So they find these like construction robots and they're about to blast it open. And I love that robot, by the way, because he has like a cigar in his mouth, but it's like part of his, like, his, it's like part of him. It's right. part of the design. He has a cigar that lights up.
0: Yeah, and he's got, he's got a hard hat. He's got, like, overalls yeah. and everything. But he's a robot who doesn't need yeah. this stuff. But he's got... The cigar is the funniest part.
2: Yeah, totally. um, um, So... Then, uh, oh.
0: You can go. You're uh, our guest, Tiff.
2: So then um, Scrooge is so upset about it, he, like, explodes out of... His um, his disguise.
0: Launchpad's left behind trying to hike up the underwear.
2: <laughs> hey, wait! Yeah, but it's like, that's like a confusing part of the episode, though. Like, why would he take off his disguise?
0: <laughs> cause he's just that man. It's Scrooge. No, I mean, he's Scrooge we, McDuck.
2: He can I mean, do what he wants. I know why Scrooge did, cause he was so angry. But then I don't know why Launchpad was like, "Guess we're taking our disguises off." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe well, I thought just... he was
2: trying to take his
1: off.
0: Maybe he's smart enough to know the jig is up. (laughs) So uh, Gizmoduck threatens the construction worker and says, you know, you're not a match for Gizmoduck. And the construction worker robot says, no, but they are. are. (laughs) So Stan, uh, describe the
1: robots that show up. They're big, tall and beefy.
0: Yeah, these things do not mess around from the looks of it launch
1: Launchpad
0: is written out of the story for now. He asks Scrooge, "Is there anything I can do?" And Scrooge goes, You know, go to the jump start, get it warms up. So Launchpad leaves. And then a brief battle takes place. Tiff, you want to describe this battle that occurs?
2: Um, yeah, he Gizmo duck gets all his gadgets out, which I love that drawing or that frame of him with all his gadgets out. <laughs> and the skunk
0: <laughs> and the skunk, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and um then all the other robots you see have gadgets too. They all start attacking him and screws tell him to Oh and, the, and he and he drops, drops the he
0: drops the he drops the skunk.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, what happened to that skunk on that planet?
0: <laughs> it runs away. It it screams like a cat and it runs away.
2: He just, he just lives on that planet now, I guess. It's um, space
0: <laughs> skunk now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Um, and then um, Scrooge tells him to use his secret weapon, just pushing all his buttons. But um, they end up just getting captured and taken to Mel.
0: Yep. And then Mel um, calls them inferior units. Scrooge doesn't take very kindly to that. And he says, who are you melting down our money? And Mel says, you know, your money's valuable. It will be made useful into robots. And, and then... then-
2: Uh, He also, or I don't know if this is the same part. Never mind. Continue.
0: Stand. by the way, we only saw his face before. Describe, can you describe Mel?
1: Um, not particularly. (laughs) I didn't take notes on what people looked like. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's
0: all right. I guess the most important thing is he looks like some, like, big guy sitting on a throne, so he doesn't actually move. He does all of his acting with his arms and his head, and he has a monitor in his head, his forehead, which uh, makes, like, explosions and clouds and lightning bolts whenever he gets mad. I think it even flashes some, like, censored obscenities when he gets really mad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of computer animation, but I kind of feel like if this episode was redone and they computer animated the robots, it would be really cool.
0: (laughs) I don't know. TMS might have had a field day with this guy. But this episode is also wang at its most wacky. So it it kind of, it kind of works. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, Okay, so Gizmoduck threatens Mel and Mel says, you don't talk like a robot. And when Gizmoduck says, you bet your ball bearings I'm no robot, there's a person inside here.
1: Stan, big mistake, right? Yeah. Because Mel grabs Gizmoduck, takes his suit off, and reveals to Scrooge that Gizmoduck is actually Fenton Crackshell.
0: I see this, this this bit my wife laughed at last time we watched it. Because the music at this point is like still playing the Gizmoduck theme. It's still heroic. But as soon as he rips the costume off, Fenton's goofy little theme music comes back.
2: Yep. I love
0: that. And he's like, "Hi, boss." <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I heard my wife chuckle from behind the couch. I forgot what she was doing, but she laughed.
1: <laughs> I feel so bad for Fenton though, because Scrooge's like, "You're right. He is inferior." I hey, know. if I wanted this
0: kind of talk, I'd stay at home with mommy, dearest.
1: <laughs> That's a reference I bet few kids got.
0: No. And uh, so <laughs> Mel says that. Uh, these inferior beings will be processed into axle Grease. And he has his guards take them away. End of act one. Yep. So Tiffany, how does act two start?
2: So now Scrooge is super depressed and defeated. He doesn't think anything matters in life, which is a little bit out of character, I feel like, for Scrooge.
0: What about his family?
2: <laughs> I know. He just cares about yeah, his
1: not- money. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, but the Scrooge I'm familiar with would take this as an opportunity to make his fortune back. Yeah. You know,
0: the original ducktail Scrooge would always fall into depression when he lost his money. That was just a thing he did. So yeah. So Tiffany, what happens next?
2: So Fenton is really, he really wants to prove himself to Scrooge and, um, that he's not like worthless. So Fenton escapes, he slips out, and um uh, Scrooge says, At least there's still launch pad. Yo, <laughs> <But> Mr. McD. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then he's get you see them both get put on this conveyor belt, which is something funny that comes up later.
0: <laughs> so this is my um, favorite sequence coming up in the episode. Um, you mind if I describe what happens in the scene?
1: Go right ahead.
0: ahead. Okay, so first of all, what I like about it is this is where the Wang animation gets super snappy. Like the drawings of Fenton here are gorgeous, like really well done. He comes in and he's like, I want a duel to prove I'm not inferior. At first, Mel's not having it, drops him through the floor, and then Fenton comes in through an opening in the wall. And we all noticed that in this shot, Mel looks over to Fenton. You could see something written on the back of his head um what is it tiffany
2: i see vhf but um well, i don't remember the other one cable <laughs> cable cable <VHF>. and
0: <laughs> i noticed that when i was a little kid and i thought it was the funniest thing yeah <laughs> so fenton proves himself to be as tenacious as he was when he first tried to get the job as scrooge's accountant and mel decides to accept the challenge stan what is the challenge
1: the challenge is to count jars of ball bearings. For, count until one person drops. Tiff, how does this...
2: jars of ball bearings, my fine mailman.
1: <laughs> we count
0: until one of us drops. Got it? How does this counting competition go, Tiff?
2: Um... Well, Fenton is kicking butt, obviously.
0: <laughs> I like and the shot of Fenton laying against Mel's body, just, like, yep. casually counting, like, totally nonplussed. Like, <laughs> he's, he's like just, like, At it. <laughs> he's, like, you're falling behind. <laughs> and the animation on Mel, like, losing it and steaming and just not being able to deal is so great. Like, like this is a scene where Wang just really gave it their all. And I think that's why I say I'm fine with them on this episode because they're just so kooky and fun. It really is great. Um, What is the last challenge, Stan? To count the jar (laughs) of bolts. And then Mel counts it and Fenton goes, sorry, Mel, these are nuts, not bolts. Trick question. And do you notice the last thing on his screen before he explodes? Uh, Anybody wasn't it <laughs> like a storm cloud or something. It's a bunny rabbit a hopping bunny by. Rabbit. <laughs> and he explodes, and I guess Mel's dead. So yay, he's <laughs> he's done. Um so Fenton is excited. You know, yay, I won. Now I'm gonna go rescue Scrooge and Launchpad. Um, uh quick
1: question. How sure. does he know Launchpad's been captured? Because he ran off before finding that out. I guess he? a hunch. Yep. A hunch, perhaps? <laughs>
0: I mean, it's Launchpad. I mean. True. What is Launchpad going to do? <laughs> There's an episode a little bit later in the show. It's called Ducky Mountain High. It takes place in Canada. And they're all out in, like, the Canadian wilderness. And Scrooge gets captured by Glomgold. And he's screaming, help! Anybody but Launchpad, help! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so I want to say something about this next part. Yes, of. go for it. When I was a kid, I loved Mel, but at the same time, he super creeped me out. I actually thought he was, like, I don't know, like, not quite scary, but, like, creepy.
0: <laughs> I think and the scenes of him malfunctioning and blowing up could be a little disturbing if you were very young.
2: Yeah, and then this... And then, you know, like you were saying, like, he exploded, he died, and he's just, like, hanging there all dead. And then Finn says... Um, blabber and blatherskite and the suit is just like vibrating out of his like dead body and comes out of his forehead
0: it blows (laughs) out of his forehead "Ah." yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but i think this is the best animation of the suit going on fenton in the entire show
2: oh yeah i was gonna i noted that too like when it gets on him and then he does that little like catching his balance.
0: <laughs> it's this is again, this whole scene, like like Wang just accentuated the the, the drama and the music is fantastic too. Like the music is building <laughs> dun, 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 dun. but as he's racing away from the robots at first, like the music is building dun, 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 and he's racing and then the suit catches up to him, pulls him into the sky. And you catch him from like a low angle as two parts of the suit basically can't of tune to him again. And then the music does that, Tiffany. Dun dun, yeah. dun 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 dun. I think there's even like a lightning flash. Yeah. And it's like it's like it's the, this episode screams, We love Gizmo Duck. you love Gizmo Duck. This is DuckTales now. And it's <laughs> yeah. like And you,
2: you this got all the the lightning wipes when they're on the planet too
0: (laughs) and yeah i love that little bit he catches his balance when he lands on the ground and he immediately blows up these robots with his torso torpedoes like at this point gizmoduck isn't playing around
2: yeah okay so what happens next (laughs) he catches up to, to scrooge and launch pad on apparently the slowest conveyor belt in the <laughs>
0: tiffany it's a disney afternoon show the conveyor belts are always slow like in fact ducky mountain high had a conveyor belt sequence half of rescue rangers is conveyor belt. bonkers has like
1: 15 <laughs> conveyor belt sequences should they have renamed it the conveyor belt afternoon yes
2: they could they could have at least put it like them far back on the conveyor belt at the beginning of the scene when they got captured and then they're at the front. But they were at the front when they got captured and then they're still at the front.
0: There are Darkwing episodes where I'm like, guys, just step off. I know it's like <laughs> I think um easy come easy grows when Bush was trying to feed them
1: into the wood chipper. It's like guys yeah. just step to the side. Or Yeah. Or roll off. Because even though L P and Scrooge rebound, <laughs> I'm sure they could have rolled off sideways. I know, right?
0: Um, Gizmodoc <laughs> saves Launchpad literally just in time. Yeah. Like, he, like Launchpad falls, and Gizmodoc has to stretch his arm to catch him. So, Stan, okay, our heroes are saved. What happens now?
1: Well, Scrooge apologizes, you know, says that it takes more than a suit of armor to make a hero. And then Scrooge remembers his money.
0: Right, and he does not want to leave it behind.
1: <laughs> nope. So Gizmoduck says he'll handle it. Scrooge is refusing to leave. And Gizmoduck tells LP to get Scrooge back to the ship. We're history. I love every then,
0: Launchpad line is just quotable, even if it's like <laughs> not even funny. I yeah. guess it's just the way Terry McGovern talks. Like, Like Launchpad yeah. is just the best.
1: He makes everything better by existing. Um, and then uh, Gizmo ductates here, the robots that have shown up, and I love the bit of continuity where the skunk is now missing. They remembered not to put the <laughs> skunk in there. That poor
2: that skunk. Poor skunk.
0: <laughs> so Launchpad is dragging a protesting Scrooge back to the, um what was the name of the plane, the USS Jumpstart? Yeah. Yep. yep. And a line that is often quoted on Ducktales: "What's more important, a couple of quadrillion dollars or your life?" Uh, the genie says it to um, Scrooge in the Ducktales movie. Yeah. What's more important, your money or your life? And this isn't a multiple yep. choice question. I I watched <laughs> the Ducktales movie right after I watched this. I love that too. I could talk about that movie forever as well. Um, yeah. So, so Tiffany, they get on the plane. Is a problem.
2: Yeah, it doesn't start. So it
0: launch,
2: <laughs> Launchpad has to get out and push and have Scrooge pop the clutch. He's like, Scrooge goes,
0: where are you going? Launchpad goes, nowhere. <laughs> Just pop the clutch when I tell you.
2: <laughs> um,
0: and it works. Yeah.
2: Yep, it works at the last minute. They're about to fall into either lava or melted metal. And they swoop right up.
0: And Scrooge Lastic. has a beautiful line. He goes, You never cease to amaze me, Launchpad. Like, that's a beautiful character assessment for him. Because matter how bad things get, Launchpad always yep. pulls something out of his butt and amazes everybody in every DuckTales episode he's in. Yeah. Okay, so Stan, they're up in the air. They, you know, Scrooge is worrying about the money bin. Launchpad says, There's still hope. There's still Gizmo Duck. Then what happens? The planet blows a
1: fuse.
0: Yes, and this is where this act two ends. Um, pretty bad drawing of the planet blowing up. I'll give it that. It probably could have been a bit more dramatic. But yeah, I guess every robot oh. on that planet's dead, including the skunk.
1: No. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it was meant to say that the planet fully blew up because obviously we saw the planet still there after.
0: But it doesn't look really well. <laughs> the planet looks yeah, like a... It's
2: messed up. <laughs>
1: True. Still, though, I'm, though in my own head canon, I'm going to just assume that Gizmoduck rescued the skunk and put all the robots on a destroyer and sent him away.
0: And he put the skunk <laughs> back into his armor because he's yeah. a good guy. Uh, but how uh, do we know that was Gizmoduck who did that? So, because Stan, what happens?
1: Are you sure? Well, Scrooge is lamenting his lost money and Gizmoduck, though he's lamenting the money more. Because well, he it says started- it twice. Yeah, but then one of those star destroyers ends up catching them. Well, they're chasing them. Scrooge tells L. P. to floor it. The foot goes right through the floor, and the engine conks <laughs> out. So the ship gets drawn into the destroyer's hangar. And
0: then I, 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 do, I do love that's a back. I do love the how they show the foot going through the floor. It's just a yeah. shot of the underside of the ship. And Lawrence pet's foot just pops out of it. Whoops! And it goes Whoops. back in. <laughs> 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 okay, so Stan, what happens next? I'm sorry to have interrupted. So,
1: so there's a knock on the ship's door. We have all the fuller brushes and Girl Scout cookies we need. But Fuller again, brushes are Dad, not a thing
0: anymore, but they're still yeah. Girl Scout cookies and they're still good stuff. I still buy them yeah. every year for my goddaughter.
2: Aww.
0: They're good stuff. They make small ones now that mm, yeah, no, are, we still and a get new, thin mint. And a new one last year called Adventure Fools. I'm getting off topic here, but they are fantastic. <laughs> but they put them in the smallest boxes and they're like five bucks each. It's like, what a racket yeah. those Girl Scouts have. Anyway, tangent over. Um, so Tiffany, what happened? Who saved the day?
2: So this gizmo duck at the door and he's really messed up looking. And <laughs> he, <laughs> he says that he pushed all his buttons and he shows them at, Outside of their ship, that he in fact got the money bin back. <laughs> and all, painting of the money I, bin in
0: the hangar is beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But the money bin is intact, so I don't know where it was leaking money from.
0: <laughs> Maybe he soldered it.
2: Maybe. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure he has a soldering thing on his. He used it when gyro came up with the protecto glass a few episodes from now. He had a little soldering tool in his uh finger that he used to try to break the glass. So maybe he did. Yeah. That's my that's my headcanon so, at least.
2: Then the next part is like one of my fa- favorite launch pad moments. Take a tip. <laughs> so they're flying away and um you know all happy approaching Earth and Launchpad's like, all right, all I have to do now is push this button. Whoops, I mean this button. <laughs> and he's so casual about it. And Scrooge like is like, wait, what did that button do? He's like, oh, it released the money bin.
0: When Scrooge reacts in shock, isn't there a sound of a cash register going off? I think so. Yeah. And he and he looks out the window, and that just that shot of the money bin floating in outer space yeah. is so god funny. It
2: still makes me laugh.
0: And Alan Young's going, no, 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 no. <laughs> And he, he runs to the he runs to he, he runs after the money bin, gives him a, grabs him by the foot, but sir, you'll burn up entering Earth's atmosphere. I'm burning up now. Oh. <laughs> what difference will it
2: make? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he jumps after the bin and the launch pad says again, Sheesh, the things he won't do for a couple of quadrillion dollars. <laughs> and then stan you could take it there's a big reference here uh what happens
1: so scrooge exits the spaceship makes his way to the bin the bin starts to heat up during re-entry and scrooge yells out hi yo silver dollar and you know he's riding the top of the money bin which is definitely a reference to dr strange love he's even
0: swigging his top hat like a cowboy hat yeah i mean yeah (laughs) duh um so we back, we cut back to Duckburg, and the nephews notice something dropping from the sky. One of them goes, something's crashing. Is it Launchpad? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. No one's terrified. And well, you... people
0: are running away, but the, the nephews are just standing there. They don't know what's about <laughs> yeah. to fall. They're there on their bikes just watching. It could be yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know and and, then, and it's heading to the same spot where the money bin used to be, by the way,
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: which is still a constru- which is still a construction zone. So, Tiffany, what happens next?
2: Then you see the Beagle boys, and Ma Beagle's still wanting her birthday present.
0: <laughs> yeah, Burger's like, maybe we should never have moved that freeway.
2: <laughs> yeah. So then you see the bin. I love the animation of this, this. It's like fantastic. so epic it just like crashes down in this like nuclear looking explosion and um it throws the freeway away like a ribbon come flying away and lands directly on top of the Beetle Boy's house. But
0: did you notice the smoke coming off yep, the money the, bin makes a dollar yeah, sign?
2: beautiful dollar qu- cloud. I love that.
0: <laughs> I I have said in multiple occasions, I really think, yeah, I love Darkwing Duck. That's established. But I think my favorite piece of Disney afternoon iconography, period, is that money bin. Like, the yeah. money bin. Like in certain episodes and in the movie when they just they capture that money bin just right, I get goosebumps because I don't know why, but I just think the money bin is just a cool design. I just love yep. I love everything about it. Like it's it's a character almost unto itself on the show. Yeah. Like like I, like I complained about during Dangerous Currency, if you show a establishing shot of the town and you don't include the money bin, you screwed up.
1: yeah
0: okay so tiffany yeah what happens to the beagle boys
2: the the freeway (laughs) lands on them and um i forget which one it is bouncer maybe is like
0: it's big time bouncer's Bouncer's actually not even there it was big time burger and baggy
2: and he's like happy birthday ma
0: (laughs) he sounds so defeated though (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> but
0: don't you love the way the the road kind of just stacks on top of itself as it falls?
2: Oh yeah, it's like a ribbon.
0: Yeah. Uh-uh. Even though like, the trees are swaying, like Wang could pull out some really great animation when it wanted to. Yeah. All right, so the Star Destroyer lands very triumphantly. A large you know elevator drops down, like launch pad, and gets what to come down, like very very heroic.
2: Yeah, uh, that shot is. Beautiful.
0: Like, launch pads, flight cap straps are flapping in the wind. It's like he's just as much of a hero as Gizmo Duck in his own way. Um, they land, the nephews who are, are decided to start contributing something, they're like, hey, <laughs> there's a noise coming from in here. This money been hit the ground so hard that Scrooge ended up getting, like, how would you describe it? Like, what happened to him?
2: It's like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Wait. Is that what it was in? Like, like he basically bent all the metal and the money bin in the shape of himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, because <laughs> it hit the ground so hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, he made a deep indentation into the roof. There yeah. you go. Thank you.
0: And see, I see, he's got lasers in his fingers. He comes in and cuts Scrooge free. There you go. He's got finger lasers. I knew yeah. I had it. I knew yeah. it was onto something. Um, Scrooge is a bit groggy. Launchpad goes, that was a
1: crash worthy of me. <laughs> I love the way he says it. He's like, that's one crash I want on my resume.
0: Oh, that's what he says. <laughs> you know
1: what he says
0: the line I said in time is money when Bubba shows up and crashes into the dinosaur. That's when Launchpad goes, That was a crash worthy of me. The lines are very <laughs> similar, so of course I got confused. Um The nephews remind Scrooge, your money bin's right where it used to be, but are you okay? Tiffany, how does Scrooge prove that he's okay?
2: He's like, he's like, let me see, and he tries to swim in the money.
0: <laughs> and all and, the nephews and... say in unison,
2: uh, he's fine.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> so Gizmoduck <laughs> goes to leave, thinking he's not needed, but Scrooge says, you know, no, you have a bin to guard, and tell your friend friend fenton i have lots of work for him too and uh, it's cute yeah so they <laughs> high five Then no, no, then that they handshake they shake on it and then gizmoduck leaves excitedly screaming i'm two somebodies
2: yeah <laughs> and then what's super weird about that is this is like i think maybe the biggest error in it <laughs> is like He's with Scrooge super far away. And then he says, I'm two somebody's And then there's another Scrooge.
0: Standing with everybody else by the ladder yeah. to the money bin. Yeah. I noticed that too.
2: Yeah, it's super weird.
0: <laughs> so we have a few more scenes with Fenton. We have to wrap up his story. Stan, what's the first scene with Fenton?
1: We were back at the trailer park. And Mama's watching as the feathers fly when Fenton shows up apparently he's been gone the days she wants him to wait till the commercial but he decides there's gonna be changes
0: mm-hmm. he tells her i want this place cleaned up you're gonna treat me like somebody like mr mcduck does and i want your hair out of that curl before i get back got it
1: and she salutes him she knows he means business
0: it doesn't yeah. last long though because the next time we see her and then future episodes it's just as big of a dump
2: That's what I was going to say. It's, like, the one and only time that she doesn't have the curlers.
0: And then the next scene, Tiffany, wraps up a second part of Fenton's story. Like, he finally gets what he wants. What does he do?
2: He goes to ask out Gandra D and is explaining how he's moving up, up, up in the world.
0: But we're not talking mountains here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, um... She agrees to go out with him, but says that she was actually into him before, like when he was a bean counter. And, really? Um, How come we never went the out? Reason why, yeah, the only reason why she didn't go out with him is because he never asked. <laughs>
0: and then we get our last scene. Uh, we see two people on a movie screen kissing, and we pull back to reveal Fenton and Gandra are watching it in Gandra's Thunder Duck. And they're snuggling, (laughs) and you hear Mama Crackshell's voice. She goes, hey, you're blocking the screen. And pass me on the box of Quacker Jacks. She's sitting behind them in the back seat. She's all dolled up. Good for her. And they give her the Quacker Jacks, and it ends with a heart iris out.
1: Yep. I'm glad to see (laughs) Gander D got her Thunder Duck back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Because I'm a... 'Cause I'm assuming everybody got what they owned back. Like they never really explain it, but Scrooge has his mansion back next time, so yeah. I guess Mob doesn't own it anymore. Well, once I'm sure once it
0: was revealed they stole the money bin, that was the end of that. Once she once she yeah. drove downtown with that thing, I think the charade was over. <laughs>
2: I'm pretty, pretty
0: sure. <laughs> um
2: Um so do you think quacked Jacks are made by Quacker Jack toys.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't eat, want to eat foodstuffs that guy made. No, no, no. I wonder if somebody like were like Quacker Jack. That's such a good name. We gotta use that somewhere else. Um, a few things I didn't mention going in in the first episode, um, a few points of trivia. This is the only piece of aired DuckTales media that did not start with the theme song. Um, it went from right from the Michael Eisner intro to the Beagle Boy scene at City Hall, which was a prologue, and then the establishing shot of the money bin, Super DuckTales was written in the standard DuckTales font. There was no like white block letter title card. It was Super DuckTales in the DuckTales font, And it didn't even end with the DuckTales theme over the credits. It ended with a different piece of music from the show. So this is the one piece of DuckTales media that did not include the theme, either in the front or the back. Huh. Yep. Whoa. I just thought that was interesting trivia. Like, at no point watching this in TV movie form would you have heard the theme song. Wow. It's interesting trivia, right? Yeah. yeah so so it's
2: at the end of the movie, even. So
0: so we have a few things we gotta cover before we wrap things up. Um we have the we have Mel. We should probably rate him. I think yep. we should just rate him quick. I'll start. I'll give him a three and a half. The voice work is fun by Frank Welker, the design is kind of cool, the Wang animation's neat. But he's once the episode's over, you kind of forget him. He's no G I C U two. Yeah. That's my opinion. I'm done. Tiff?
2: Wait, what is it out of? Five?
0: Five dimes. So a total of <laughs> 50 right. cents.
2: I don't know. I'm going to give him five dimes because he's one of the reasons why I love this episode so much.
1: <laughs> cool. And Stan? And I'm actually sticking with your three and a half score that his voice is nice. You know, he does have a bit of a commanding presence, you know, but. He's also very easily forgettable.
0: Yeah. Okay, so no. why don't why don't we kill two birds with one stone, each of us, by giving a rating for the episode and a rating for the entire story arc? Once again, I'll knock this out quick. I'll start. I'm giving this one a five because what it does right, it does phenomenally right. The heroic gizmoduck stuff is the best it ever was. Launchpad is really freaking funny. Throughout the whole thing. There's some iconic shots of the money bin. It just has a problem with the fact that it really, the story should have ended with part four. So this one doesn't really fit. But on its own as a solitary episode, it really is fantastic. The entire story arc is basically my favorite DuckTales thing ever, period. I've memorized the damn thing. I can't give it any lower than a five because I'm biased. Simple as that. <laughs> I love I love it to death. And Gizmodoc is one of my all-time favorite Disney characters. Up there with Darkwing. Um, Tiffany.
2: Um, I pretty much agree. I love this whole story arc. And um, for the episode, I'm going to give it a five for sure. Because it's my favorite. And But weirdly, um, I'm going to give the whole story Story of four and a half because of this episode, if that makes any sense. Just that makes because sense. it makes it like it, you know, it should have been its own episode. And it's a little weird that it was tacked on. But other than that, like I love it too. It's like, you know, I love Gizmo Duck. I feel like weirdly, I probably like Darkwing Duck because I loved Gizmo Duck so much. <laughs> like when it I- really comes down.
0: I think Darkwing having some Ducktales attachment is part of why I
2: liked it so much. Yeah, I, I mean, it's weird because like the the Gizmo Duck in Ducktales is very similar to how Darkwing Duck's character is, and then they changed Gizmo Duck for Darkwing's show. I don't, I, mean? I don't think Gizmo
0: I don't think Gizmo Duck is as good on Darkwing, because he yeah, really I, comes across as truly annoying.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean he's still fun. Uh, Stan,
1: your scores so for the episode i'm actually giving it a four because of two big things one that as you said the storyline really should have ended with the last part you know aside from the couple things to wrap up with fenton there was no real need to have this whole space adventure and i also have to dock it a little bit because of how scrooge treated fenton towards the end of this one makes sense but still a pretty solid episode. As for Super Duck Tales as a whole, I'm giving it a solid five. All right. I love, I love the whole storyline. How you know, the creation of Gizmo Duck, the the Beagles, you know, getting a hold of the the instructions, going on a crime spree, seeing Scrooge at some of his lowest lows, you know, it all just works perfectly.
0: Okay. Before we move into the goodbyes and the plugs. As long as we're talking about DuckTales and the money bin, I did mention I watched the DuckTales movie, and I think I hit—I've always kind of known this—my all-time favorite. Anything DuckTales revolving around the money bin, I'm going to say—I think I might have mentioned this on the show. Maybe—I don't know if either of you are too familiar with the movie. Maybe you'll agree with me. I love that bit in the DuckTales movie when they're in the money bin and Murloc's got the lamp back and he asks the genie to turn the money bin into his old castle. And as he's doing it, Scrooge notices the wall around the vault crumbling. He dives into the money, which is like sloshing around like a wave. Before he can even grab a handful of it, it turns to stone. And Alan Young's read on me money is so heartbreaking. And the music is Mm -hmm. phenomenal. And then that bit with the staircase and the kids yeah. as it just rips Definitely. off the wall and Rusty Taylor's screaming as Webby and it's like it's alive ripping through the building like and then the Money Bin loses the entire facade like that is goosebump stuff I mean the the movie isn't perfect but when it wants to hit that dramatic moment with the Money Bin it goes for it 100% I hear yep. it. I heard Tiffany saying a few affirmatives there. You agree?
2: Yep, I agree. I love that sequence so much, especially ha- the part with the money transforming.
0: Yeah, and just grew just so heartbroken. And um, Stan, have you seen
1: the movie or at least seen it recently? I saw it a long time ago, and I'm not familiar enough to say anything at this point. So I'm sure maybe at some point we'll uh, tackle that one. Yeah, we we should
0: definitely um, talk. Even if we have to break it up into a few episodes, I think we should talk about it.
2: Yeah, I love I that lo- movie.
0: And I'd love to have you on for some of it, Tiffany, if you have the availability.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, so we have got
2: two things to say.
0: Beautiful, go for it.
2: <laughs> All right, so one, um, I was going to say, I actually- There's another interesting thing about this episode and why I like it so much- so I don't know if you guys know that I do a little bit of music like on my one YouTube channel Radioactivity I um I do like remixes and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a song. I haven't posted it on my YouTube though, but it's it actually samples Mel and that's like the, the core of the whole song is Mel and all the lines <laughs> from this What's the cal-
0: what's what's it called?
2: It, that song is called Like a Robot, but I n- haven't posted it yet.
0: <laughs> oh, well, when you do let us know when we'll, maybe we'll link it on uh, the Facebook groups.
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, uh, and then...
0: Huh? No, go ahead. Don't want to interrupt you. You're our guest.
2: The other thing I was going to say is about this whole storyline. So, yeah, fear that Futurama episode, Fear of a Bot Planet, is very similar. And um, it's not necessarily because it was inspired by this DuckTales episode. They're both kind of based off of this short story. Uh, I mean, yeah, from this book called um, Star. Wait, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what it, it's called. Star Log, I think. The story yeah, that though, sounds
0: that sounds right.
2: It's called the the Eleventh Voyage is the story, and it's about someone going to a robot planet, and there's like a whole a leader, like a robot leader that they have to be in disguises, like robot disguises made out of junk. So, like, that whole thing from both episodes is from that old story from the 50s. So, Dovetails um, did it first. Yep. Stannis, it's a Stanislaw Lem, which I was going to say, maybe it's far-fetched, but Lem is Mel backwards. <laughs> oh,
0: maybe it is. No, you might be right. Yeah. Okay, so we got to move on here. Um, unfortunately, we are the Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps. Won't list them if you have the podcast app, whatever it is. We're on it. We're also on YouTube. Um, Tiffany, you want to plug yourself really quick? Unless what you just said sufficed. If you have more to want to plug, go for it.
2: I'll just say my Instagram um, at Tiffany Silverbrawn.
0: <laughs> how about you? How about you, Stan? Uh, I'll I'll take a pass this time. OK, um, and if you want to know how you can see what stands up to, you can always check out previous episodes. Um, so not to rush, but we are well over an hour tonight. We apologize. I want to make a public <laughs> apology to Will, who has to edit this mess. Um, so yeah, until. Sorry, Will. <laughs> sorry, Will. Uh, so until next week, hopefully we'll get you back on for something else, Tiffany. I would really love to have you yeah. on for something. Um Maybe me and you could do an episode where we just talk about DuckTales for a little bit longer. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. I think we have a lot more we could say. Um, until until next week, friends, we don't know what's coming up next. Probably the review of the new Darkwing comic. Because um, that'll be out by the time you hear this, if not a day or two later. Um, until then, everybody, um, stay dangerous and have a wonderful day.
1: Stay dangerous, Bye. everyone.
0: Watch out for space skunks. <laughs>